Hey guys, this is Nika Ress and this is She Wolf Alchemy. Today we are doing another Questions Nobody Asks Us. So this is a segment where we go around the web and collect questions from different advice forums where we pretty much provide our opinion on the questions being asked by complete strangers who did not ask us for our opinion whatsoever. So Nika, you have the first question. Yes. So this is just like a random question. It isn't much detail, but the question is, is 29 too late to start like a life career? Sonelli, don't feel it is. I know when I was younger, I was thinking like, okay, I at least have to be in my career by 40 or 30. I forever kept going back and forth with careers. So then I was like, well, I need to get done with this by 30, need to get done with this by 40. But I feel like by then I needed to all have it figured out by 30. But now as an adult, and I think the older we get, the more, um, not excuses that we give, but like, you know how like the older you get, you think certain ages are not as old <laughs> yeah, as you did when you were younger. So it's just like, I feel I have more life to live. So 29, you definitely have more life to live. Even like, if you look back at those little beings of like the greats, like Oprah didn't even start her her career, her real career until 30 something, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a few other people who didn't start until they're 30. I really think that 30 is when you actually know yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Some semi, because I still. You start knowing yourself. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm still figuring some stuff out. But Word. I know myself way better than I did at 20. So <laughs> that's the thing. So I don't think it's ever too late. I know, like, even going back to school when we were in undergrad, it was people in their 40s in our class mm-hmm. and had full families. I know my child's grandmother went back she had a whole career in finance and she went back to be a teacher after she was already married and had a kid so anytime is the right time especially if it's something that's really on your mind or I mean life is too short to just sit around that being happy so I don't don't think 29 at all is to a quote-unquote of an age yeah, I completely agree with you. Also, I am also team, like, I don't even think you really know yourself in your 20s. You think you do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you could not tell me I did not know myself. I was very opinionated, <laughs> and I felt I had a lot of answers, and I did not. Yeah, um, and I am completely different. I am completely yeah. different. I'm complete. I was very, very quiet, and, like, I was opinionated. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, if you started me on the topic, I'll, I would talk, but, like, debate, you know? yeah, I would <laughs> <laughs> I was always down to debate, but like I was very um prissy. <laughs> I was very uptight. I was very um I feel I think I've said this before. I feel like the older I get, the more I become myself, the younger I feel. I felt like very old when I was younger. I was very serious when I was younger. And I was actually super religious. When me and you first met, I was super religious, actually. Yeah. We like flip flop. Me and Nick actually flip flop. I don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, like I was like super religious and I was super like conservative and everything. So yeah, I definitely feel like you don't put too much pressure on yourself in your 20s. 
Like 20s is recess. It is trying to figure out. It's play around time. It's let me get. Yeah, it's getting a feel of life. Yeah. Like you finally have a chance to get a feel for what you might like and experiences mm-hmm. and things like that. But no, I definitely don't think it is the like, oh, now it's too late. My life is over. I'm just stuck here. Um, I don't feel that way even in your 30s. My parents are completely different people now in their 60s than the people that raised me the people that I talk to today are not the same folks that raised me (laughs) at all so with that being said, then no, it's not too late to start over in your career because you're probably a different person than you were when you went to college, especially if you went to college at the traditional age of 18. Mm-hmm. Or if you started a career at the traditional age of 18, even if you didn't have to go for school for it. Um, and like Nick said, um, in undergrad, we had people in our class that um, were in their 40s. And when I was in grad school, I had people in my class with me that were in their 50s and 60s. I had people that were grandparents that were like, no, this is what I want to do. And they're out here killing it. There was a woman who I went to school with who had a same thing, had a whole career in finance and did great and built this great company with her husband. And then um, her and her husband divorced and separated. And she kind of explained that she went through kind of like a midlife crisis of who am I really outside of being a wife and a mother and being, you know, in this field that stresses me out. And then she decided, you know, what, I want to go back to school to be a therapist. Yeah. Um. Okay. That, like, I don't know if 35 or 34 is too young to have a life crisis, but I've been feeling like that lately. Like, Yo, same. <laughs> hell? Like, what is the hell? It kind of is midlife. I mean, not really, but you know how sometimes it's mid 60s, so we in between 60 and. Not, girl, they living, <laughs> people are living till their hundreds now. Yeah, so I feel like every day I get an email, every day I get an email from Yahoo to tell me, Miss Netta is celebrating her 113th mm-hmm. birthday. And I'm like, every Every day somebody celebrating their 113th birthday, okay? Yeah. So quarter life. But look, look, I've had this conversation. At 80, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Let me take me out to reincarnate, okay? <laughs> Because whatever generation is out when I'm 100, they're going to get on my nerves, I'm sure. So I don't want to be bothered with my great, 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 great. So whatever it is, great, great, because I started late. But yeah. No, I I went out to lunch with a friend over the weekend, and he is a successful lawyer. Like, he's killing in his field. But me and him both talked about, like, our jobs. And so... um he was asking me like, how's it going? Because I start a new position and I was, you know, me and him were talking about like our jobs and our careers. And he was like, yeah, you're killing it. And I'm killing it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But like, also, um, I don't feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And I'm still trying to figure out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, me too. And we had this whole moment where we were talking like, yeah, so what is it that you want to do? And I'm like, I kind of want to just get paid for being me. And I'm trying to figure out how to make that happen. So if any of y'all have an idea of how to make that happen, y'all could just email me with a contract like Miss Ress. <laughs> Here are six figures a year <laughs> to be you. Just entertain us with who you are as a human being. That's what I'm trying to do. But also like me, like I am going through a phase too where I feel out of place and I'm like trying to figure out like everything about my life, everything about my life. 
Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like he's at his highest point. You're at his highest point. Like, I would say this is the best. Like if you're looking from the outside job that I have, like looking from the outside, it would be like somebody like, oh, I'm moving on up. But it's just like, but this is my life. It doesn't feel like it's supposed to be me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> like, so I don't know. I get that same feeling, and it's not really a good feeling. But saying all that to say, it's never too late. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I definitely am in meditation um, daily, just like, okay, universe, point me in a direction. I keep feeling like I'm being told that a change is about to happen. But if y'all could just tell me what that change is, how it's about to happen. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say as someone, I am 31 years old and I am at a point now in my life where I too am like, all right, it's time for a change. And I am actively working on trying to make that change. I just haven't figured out the parts. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of parts that <laughs> I have to just yeah. wait for. <laughs> that is the part. That's the part right there. Like, yeah. <laughs> so no, is 29 too old to change? No, I don't think so at all. I'm a big mm-hmm. believer of moving when you feel moved, called to move. Yeah. And whether that's in your career, whether that's in your studies, Mm -hmm. so it's never too late. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. Agree. All right. So this is one you guys might have seen. This was a question that was taken from Reddit that got like blew up on like a whole bunch of other social media sites. And so I thought it was interesting. So it's a little different than the questions we normally get. This is basically a question of like, is this trifling or not? Okay, that's 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 the title. <laughs> so the question goes, me, a female, 28 years old, and my fiance, male, 30, just got married two months ago. We had our dream wedding. Everything was perfect, and I mean everything. My parents and his parents helped us pay for a great chunk of the wedding so we would be debt-free, and we are so eternally grateful for that. But the issue arose about a month and a half ago when my aunt started posting on Facebook about how disappointed she was with the whole ordeal. And a few guests sided with her. Background, my fiance and I are huge Disney fans and we travel to Disney World as much as we can throughout the year. Disney is such an important part of not only us, but to our marriage. The issue was that with our decision not to offer catering services, bar services at our wedding due to routing the money towards having a wedding Minnie and Mickey make appearances on our special day. The cost to have both Minnie and Mickey for a good chunk of time, 30 minutes, was almost exactly what our parents allotted for our catering budget. So we scheduled an appearance doing our first dance and our wedding photos for going serve food, though there were plenty of facilities at the venue where people could eat. My parents are still very supportive of us, but everyone else is being passive aggressive about it on Facebook. Am I the asshole? So to sum it up for you guys, they had a wedding. Uh, It looks like they had to pay for Minnie and Mickey from Disney themselves. Like they did not just hire somebody to to get a Minnie and Mickey costume. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Because it was... I, I can't see the rest of it, but I remember when I read it um, before, it was like $2,500 for Mickey and Minnie to appear, and I had to pay $2,500 twice because they had them appear twice. So $5,000 for them to have Minnie and Mickey appear, and they did not offer their guests food, but they said that the place where their wedding was, there was areas where people could go and buy their own food. Mm-hmm. And they want to know, are they the assholes for this? 
So, yes, is my opinion. Yes, is my opinion. Um, weddings are boring. Weddings are boring. We, You go to weddings because you love those people and you want to show your support and you are fighting the urge to stay awake and not open a book and not open your apps. Like you're just, you're, you're trying your hardest to be there. For a lot of people, you're also traveling, you know, to go see them. Gas is what, $5 a gallon right now. Mm-hmm. They said this was like two months ago. So if I don't know, Disney in the U.S. is either Florida or Cali. So if they, and I, it doesn't say that they're at Disney, but if they paid Disney for them to come. I don't know where the wedding was, but I'm gonna just let's just assume it's in Florida or Cali. So more than likely, it was still hot wherever they were. People sat <laughs> for your wedding. Um, they said they paid for Minnie and Mickey to appear for 30 minutes twice. So it sounds like it was a long wedding, and you did not offer food. People are now even drinks or drinks. And you had these people sit through a long wedding. You had people um, drive there, possibly some flew there, and they're probably somewhere hot and you're not at least offering them food. On top of that, people usually buy you gifts when you get married on top of that as well. I think it's just common courtesy to at least feed the people. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I personally feel like it's ghetto to not feed the people. Like if you can't afford a wedding, don't have the wedding. Like just mm-hmm. go down to the, is this, it's not, the marriage is not about the wedding. You can go down to the courthouse and then y'all can renew in a year, mm-hmm. two years, three years, whenever you have the money. Exactly. But don't involve us in your ghetto-ness. Like why do I have to be involved in it? <laughs> I think it's not proper. Mm-hmm. Now somebody did ask the questions if they told people and they kind of danced around that basically saying like i mean it, it, the way that they answered it was kind of like hint, hint, we, we like i mean we let them know there's food venues around so they should have kind of know should've they didn't directly been. said there will be no food or drinks it should have been in the information you know how they have the whole information mm-hmm. about everything for the weddings you know what you're supposed to do so that should have been in there especially yeah. with the destination type situation yeah and then my thing also y'all y'all spent five thousand dollars for for mickey and and i look no judgment no i'm not i'm not shaming y'all for having this love but like y'all chose it over food (laughs) i'm just very 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 confused again there's usually older people there there's babies there there's kids there for me i would say yeah y'all the assholes y'all the assholes um and honestly the fact that your family's being passive aggressive about it girl just ignore it because <laughs> them tailors my mama and them side oh they gonna say something during the wedding <laughs> they're not passive aggressive they're aggressive they're very aggressive <laughs> i'm gonna be getting cussed out on my wedding day if that was me <laughs> exactly exactly so it's just like i feel okay it's your love for whatever mickey whatever but um you definitely could have just had a really good costume which i don't feel it'll be that much money y'all trying to get the real ones y'all wasted money um people paid money to get there like you said people pay money for gifts and usually your thank you to those people is food and drinks mm-hmm. in a good time and you can't even provide that like what are we here for girl we're just here to sit around girl like, 
Yeah, that's yeah. I agree with you on that. I agree. My whole thing is though, if you're like, no, but you know, Mickey is so important, blah blah blah. Then y'all should have just had an elopement with y'all and Mickey. Invited y'all mama and y'all daddies, the people that would have understood. People. Yeah. Like, it's not really. And I don't know. Nick, I really feel like your opinion's more. You you have a big. I feel like we need to listen to your opinion more because I've always been an elopement type of girl. Like, mm-hmm. I have always, always, mm-hmm. even when I was planning a wedding, my wedding was going to be literally four people and only because those four people were our very pushy parents and they insisted that they had to be there like I'm not a big wedding person even with all the money in the world I always wanted my own individual wedding to be very small intimate really just me and that person if I'm being 100% honest mm-hmm. if we got kids the kids there my dad recently let us know that it's a very big thing for him to walk me down the aisle so I guess he got to be there but with that said I know my opinions of wedding is kind of like yeah it's not that big of a thing but you're a big wedding person like I remember planning with you yeah the first one I did but I don't have those desires anymore Um, no I don't know if it's because it was taken I don't know I don't know I don't know if I get engaged and I feel different Mm -hmm. but right now no I would rather have like if I do have uh, it still, I guess, will be bigger than just your four people. <laughs> but it and I don't even want the four there. <laughs> That's pushing I don't it. Want it as big, and because it's just too expensive. And now I have a whole kid. I know how they, how much things are. I was in La La Land at that time. I didn't really realize how expensive things are. So I would definitely still want a destination wedding because I know I won't have as much expenses and whoever really wants to be there, they'll have to pay for it to get mm-hmm. there. So I won't have to, so I don't feel it would be as many people. Yeah, I'm still okay. going to be y'all. I'm going <laughs> to pay for the food. I'm going to pay for the drinks. And we're going to have a good time. But yeah. I'd rather still do that. I feel like that's, that's my goal to do a destination wedding, but I'm still paying for food and drinks. And if I do have a home, I don't really want a home. I really don't want a home wedding. I was born and raised in a church, so everybody from church got to come. All my mom's friends got to come. All my nana's friends got to come. Girl, girl, we gonna do an episode of boundaries. Okay, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like, I don't want none of that. So I wouldn't want it local. I want yeah. a nation where people- <laughs> where you can just cut off the list yeah, by itself. So- they go come, all the people. Ain't come <laughs> so, like, hey, I'm gonna invite all 500 of y'all, but the wedding's in Bali, so y'all yeah, figure yeah. it out. <laughs> Make your way, have a good day. Like, y'all don't, it is what it is. As long as me and my kid is there, that's all that really in my immediate family. Those are the only people I really in France, my only people I really want to be there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be fine. I mean, I'll say it this way. I get it. They had the wedding that they want. And what they wanted was Mickey and them there. And I think that is fine. But I also think it was kind of an asshole thing to not take into consideration all that people spent into being there to help you celebrate your day. Even the parents, I am really wondering how the parents really feel because they said the parents actually gave them that money for the food and then they decide not to. And I'm like, I'm low-key wondering if the parents are really okay with that or if the parents are just like, you know, uh, 
it's done, it's done. We just yeah, mm. it's done. I know one parent was pissed and the other one probably had to calm the other one down. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking happened. That is exactly what I'm thinking happened. There is Steve Harvey has a stand-up where he uh talked about him and his wife going back home to Cleveland to one of his family members wedding and he talked about like the wedding being like just the wedding from hell like it being ghetto as hell and he also talked about it and he was just like yo if you can't afford to have a wedding please don't have a wedding <laughs> like it's just why are y'all making us suffer with y'all and um that might sound like some asshole stuff but like really that's how i feel about it like <laughs> like there's no way i would ask my great aunts to come and sit in a park 90 degrees in georgia with no food like you have to me there you need to take in consideration Mm -hmm. other folks because weddings really we're there to help you celebrate because you ask us to be here but i don't know a lot of people that actually want to go to weddings like the people i know want to go it is for the food and alcohol and the party after like we're happy for y'all yay you marry girl good for you the person yeah, I guess I after I was in everybody's weddings, I didn't go to a lot of weddings if I didn't have to after that because it was it was a lot, but it was just a lot. So it just matters. Like I know my family go, they're gonna go to a wedding. Somebody at church get married. You going? No, I'm not going. I didn't mm-hmm. go to my cousin's wedding. I didn't go to my. But like you said, it was a lot though. Like it's not easy. (laughs) It's not something most people are like, yay, I just want to be here for y'all. It's like, because I love you, I'm going to suffer through this. But I had fun at the end. And at the end, yes, because they fed you. But I'm still saying I was excited for them though. Some of them I was excited. But it's just like, it doesn't matter who it was. I know before I had like the wedding marathon. Mm-hmm. I would probably go to more weddings, but it was just back to back to back. And that's when that's when it kind of got a lot. I guess my whole point is it's not that it's not that people don't want to come or not. It's just that a it's not like you're asking people, let's go to Six Flags, where they're like, oh, I have all these things to do, blah, blah. It's like, I'm going because I love you, and I want to support your love, and you and this person yeah. coming together type yeah. of thing. Like, that's the only reason I'm coming. I don't just mm-hmm. pop up at weddings, because I'm like, ooh, fun. And the least you can do for those people's consideration, their time, mm-hmm. taking away their Saturdays, taking away their gas, whatever, however much they spend on these gifts, um, I don't know about y'all, but I have I have been invited to weddings where people have asked for washer and dryers on their registry, and I'm just like, <laughs> bro, who y'all? What is y'all doing? <laughs> what is y'all doing? Where is the fifty dollars section? Like, what is we doing here? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, with all the stuff that people typically put in to be there for your day, I feel like yes, you're the asshole because the least you can do is feed those folks, even if you don't have alcohol. Like I. I could never have one without alcohol. Like, it just won't work for the people I love. But I can understand that as well. Like, you know, what if they don't drink? What if one family is really, really religious? What if, to me, I'm like that. I'm more like, I can understand that. But like, you you, you need to at least feed the people. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, you got the next question? Yeah. Okay. Hey, my loves. I think I may have made a post similar to this a while back, but I can't actually remember. I am really lonely. The pandemic has wiped out my any social life I once had, and now I'm limited mobility means I'm struggling to travel alone anywhere further than up the road. I miss going places and seeing friends. I miss having friends. A lot of it is my own fault. When I'm struggling mentally, 
then I cut myself off from others and my disassociative disorder makes my memory so bad that I'm fucked at keeping up text what's up conversations I don't know what to try but I need to do something I feel really alone I don't know what he could do if he doesn't want to do the conversations with the what's up app and the other conversations unless he tries to find new ways to reach out to people or reach out to the people he once knew before but it's going to be on them to come and see them come and see him I think one of the things that I'm seeing in my own personal life like people I know in my own personal life is like you have to actually get out though yeah. like even if you're like okay I my old social group is no longer an option just simply getting out like you 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 can't isolate and stay in the house when you're already lonely that just worsens the loneliness and sometimes just getting out in nature is a big one i know people think we say that as a cliche but there's actually a lot of research and study that's like no humans being in nature is good for them like they, they've actually repeated this several times and all the studies come out saying the same thing getting out being with people even if it's like i'm by myself but i'm with people that a lot of times can uplift your mood as well but when you're lonely isolating is it's one of the worst things you can do for that loneliness I guess it it feels easier, I guess, but it's not better. Mm-hmm. It's easier to just be to just be a loaf and like I don't want to get out. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you definitely have to push yourself out. Sometimes I don't even really feel like an out, but majority of the time, I have a great time when I am out. So it's just about pushing yourself to be out of a situation, which is sometimes very hard. But isolating isn't the never is the answer and just interacting through text or maybe FaceTime isn't the answer all the time either it's just that interaction and I have noticed that when I'm out in nature I feel better um uh, last weekend I went to like an outdoor thing with my friend I think we both were in the house a lot because we both had a good time or both in the house a lot with our children separately or even if we'll meet it'll be in the house too so just being out with just us and not any kids around us felt better. Um, we both had a great time. Um, so I think it is needed to get out in nature. And then going back to when it was my birthday, even when I was alone, I was around other people, but I wasn't talking to anybody. And mm-hmm. I just took in nature and it helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do like I have a favorite spot in the city that I love going to and usually when I go I go alone every now and then I'll bring my daughter but usually when I go I'll go alone and like I go I bring some books they got a fat Tuesdays there where they have like frozen margaritas you can just buy it and walk around with it and I usually buy someone and I get a like a blanket and I go sit out on the grass in the sun and read and it literally lifts my mood like when I feel myself kind of feel myself getting into like a depressive episode I will literally force myself out of the bed force myself to get dressed and go to that spot and do that because it makes me feel so much better and sometimes I'm there and I'm like chilling by myself and no one bothers me but usually people come up and talk to me usually people will say you know something will happen where I end up having to interact even when I feel like I don't want to it usually ends up being lighthearted or fun or Mm -hmm. you know it makes me feel a lot better and I think that you have to try something new Mm -hmm. 
to have new results. And the reason I want to bring that up particularly is because I know I have seen this a lot in practice where you give, or you, people are asking for solid advice on these type of things. Like I'm lonely. I, I feel depressed. I'm going through all these things. And you're just like, okay, how is your eating? And they're like, oh, I don't want to talk about my eating habits. Are you drinking water? I don't want to talk about drinking water. You know, you're like, okay, are you leaving the house? I don't want to talk about leaving the house. And it was like, okay, well, you have to do some of these things, you know, like, it's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for most, I don't, I can't say this forever, but for most places, like you can literally go online and Google what's going on in, you know, my town this weekend. And then usually most places you're, you're going to find at least one thing. And just go into that. The other day, me, yeah, the other week I was like, uh, I haven't gotten out in a while. Let me figure out what's going on. And it was a fair. And I was like, okay, oh, there's this fair. <laughs> and I went. And the fair was a bus, by the way. It was horrible. But, like, I ended up having fun. I actually, no, I took a friend with me. I took Ray. But I took a friend with me. But it was a bus. Like, it was horrible. It was <laughs> laughable. Yeah, but I ended up even having fun. Because just I got out. I got to walk around. You know, things like that. And so, with this one, I would say, like, you have to, one, you have to do something new. And by doing that, get out. Whether it be, okay, now I'm going to go for a walk in nature. I'm going to go jogging. I'm going to go grounding. I'm going to go do a picnic by myself. Or it can be as simple as, okay, I'm going to go to the fairgrounds. Even if I go by myself, it's energizing being around folks. And then also you can look, guys, there's so many ways to meet people now. There's so many different groups that you can join. And a lot of times I really, I'm big on intentions. I really feel like if you set intentions, you can create your whole world. You can make things happen. I'm big on that. I'm big on minding what I think, being very careful with my thoughts, being very careful with my words. I'm a big believer that your words create your reality. And I can't tell you how many times I have been like, okay, well, you know what? I... I need someone to hang out with. I really just need someone here that can go and can be my my person when I'm going to get out. And I just released that. I just released that thought. And then I start going out. And then I randomly meet people without trying. I had just decided, like, I really need to meet somebody. And then I'm like, okay. So I'm going to start going out places. And then I have. So, I, yeah, I would say, one, practice setting intentions, but also get out. You have to get out. You can't sit in your home in isolation and say, I'm lonely, and then wonder when the loneliness is going to stop. There needs to be some action. Yeah, I think I have been less social this year. So then I was just thinking like, okay, I'm doing that. Maybe because I want to figure stuff out myself. But if I ain't even working on myself and you just sit in that house, just, you need at least you can do something. Mm-hmm. And as I tell myself, like, you still can do your goals or work on those things, but also get out. And I honestly just did that today, honestly, because I'm on a spending freeze. I can't spend some money. I can't spend money right now. So I was just looking up free stuff for me and my daughter to do, like, because I, I wanted to spend more time with her. So, like you said, you can look up anything if you want to do something like yourself. They have like festivals. It's always going to be at least something mm-hmm. in the summertime. Something that you want to spend money, stuff if you just want to go people watch it, bring you a little drink and chill out. It's going to be something. So, I just said that just to say I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next question. So, our next question goes. Basically, I now have a big tool in the bedroom. 
it's barely average size, like the size of an iPhone 12, if you got one to compare. But I mean, it's no secret size matters and bigger dicks are sought after by women. It's better to have too much than too little. And I'm a little, I'm in the too little category. I do loads of foreplay and use toys and use vibrators and stuff, but it still just doesn't satisfy these girls to bitch. I can't go deep enough to really hit the best amazing spots. I just feel like I'll be settled for by a woman in the end who wishes my dick was bigger for the rest of her life and just makes me feel better about it even though her ex gave her the best sex of her life. As men, a lot of us have felt this way. What do I do? So... take this one I was like I feel like Meek is gonna be like which version of rest is gonna answer this exactly (laughs) and why did she pick this one but go ahead okay so first I want to say is one I want men to know this is not true um not all women actually prefer bigger sizes and I have had conversations with a couple of my girlfriends about this just over the years this topic has been brought up or just while talking about different relationships or whatever and actually I feel like most women seem to be like they want average a lot of times if anything I feel like I feel like more women are like I really wish men would focus more on the foreplay mm-hmm I feel like that is what you'll hear more of. I feel like most of the times when I hear my girlfriends complain about things in that room, it's usually that the men aren't doing enough foreplay. It's usually like, okay, if you could give me more than four minutes of that, that would be great. Yeah. This would be... <laughs> let's, get, let's get it on at night. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of men are, yeah, think like there's this idea of like oh they think this is what women want and I actually don't think most women want what you're seeing on x videos like I don't think most women want that if anything I know I (laughs) I actually had a conversation with somebody who met somebody who had a very very you know large member and in their head you know, you send pictures, videos, whatever. So they knew beforehand in their head, they were like hyped up. But the actual experience, they were like, oh, realize, tried it. Realize that's not for me. <laughs> realize, like, they Did thought. They like, figure it out? Yeah, no. Like, they were like, you know, because it's so hyped up that, oh, that's what you're supposed to want. They thought that's what they were supposed to want. And then when they actually got it, they're like, actually, that does not work for me. It was very painful for them. And they were just like, yeah, you know what? I would like to tone it down. Now I know. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want to be somewhere in the middle. And like that was their conversation. But also, here's the thing, though. So when I was like 24, when I was like 24, I dated a guy who was actually going to school to be a sex therapist. But like one of the things I found out from him was like all these like special different communities. And there is a whole community of women who prefer smaller penises. Like it's a whole kink out there. There is a group of women like that is their jam. That is their thing. Like, and you can find one of these women, but also I have found that men have no idea where they actually range also. 
there are a lot of men who think they are on the larger range that are not. And there's a lot of men who feel they're on a smaller range and they're not. And I feel like porn kind of has a deal with that. I feel like it's kind of more for our views on sex. I feel like it's kind of more for our views on what is average, what is not average, and so forth. Because y'all up here looking at porn stars feeling small. And it's like, he is unusually large. That is what that is. Like, that is not, you're, you're fine. You're right in average. But also, I feel like if you really feel like that is a thing, you can either do one of two things. One, get it right out the way in the beginning. And I'm not saying you have to have sex right away, but like kind of filling out, you know, of like, hey, <laughs> are you the motion of the ocean type of person? Or are you a no, I always want a Titanic type of person? Because we can, we can clear cut through a whole bunch of stuff. But then also you can um, meet somebody and just build a bond and then talk to them about what their body wants and what their body needs I know a lot of women who personally are team like if you have me emotionally everything else we can work out Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of those women out there I have a girlfriend who is very like sexually free and sexually liberated and me and her have conversations about sex all the time and one of the things me and her are always talking about like you know this is a thing like both of us know a lot of women who are with people who might not be exactly what they want in the bedroom, but they're happy and they're just like, no, because that's not really that important to me. We're working it out. We're trying this. We're trying that and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you know what? I had somebody that was like blowing it out and the relationship was horrible besides that one part. And they're like, and now I'm with this person. And you know, we are trying things, but I am super happy. And they're okay with that. There's definitely going to be those who aren't okay with that. And that's fine. They're not for you. Just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's just like, to me, it's like, okay, if I, if I'm not attractive, does that mean like I need to go around feeling bad or like, oh, I'm never going to compete. His ex is prettier than me, blah, blah, blah. Or am I going to be like, what? He he like this, whatever. (laughs) Forget what y'all saying. He like, like we're all, we all are going to have our shortcomings in some areas yeah. and there's going to be somebody that's like, you know what, that is not high on my priority list. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is what it is on that. Yeah. And we gonna work through this. Cause that's, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's anything to feel like down about, like you said, uh, was for your, your person is for them. It was not, it's not, it's just how it really goes. <laughs> Uh, like you said, I talk to women at size sometimes, if that matter. It's just about the communication. It's about the love that they feel. But can we also say, y'all need to start putting importance also on width. Because y'all, 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 whenever y'all talk about size, I'm trying to tell you more women. No, they said as long as a iPhone 12. Let me Google iPhone 12 real quick. Wow, you you, you talk. (laughs) I need to do research purposes. I don't know. But it can be longer, really skinny, and that's not right. Yeah, it's just what you like, and and what y'all can figure out together to please both of y'all. Yeah, in my opinion, if that's not a big thing, like everybody had preferences. Okay, y'all. I just pulled up an iPhone 12. There are definitely women out here that are like that is workable and it's not an issue. Like I really don't think it is. I really, you're fine. You're fine. I promise you, you are not the smallest that whoever you're dating has dealt with. I, you, they're, you're fine. You're fine. 
especially if you have other good qualities about yourself, there's definitely women out here who are going to be okay with that. And I don't think it's as big as a deal. I, I really feel like there's too much focus on length. Yeah. And I promise you, there are, women are talking about completely different things. Women are women are really a lot of women are really wanting a lot more foreplay, a lot more excitement, a lot more, a lot more inclusion of things like toys. Like mm-hmm. that's a whole conversation within itself. So you're up here saying like I'm already doing these things. I'm including toys. I'm trying extra hard to be good at foreplay. I'm putting practice into that. If you're feeling bad because of a certain experience, like if there was one particular person, because he did mention somewhere that like, he said something about an ex being way bigger than him and then making him feel insecure. Um, you know, you, you can't be the best at everything. And that's no, fine. That's totally but funny. yeah, but if this person is with you, then they're with you. If you're insecure about it, talk to them about it. Please start talking to y'all partners. Please start talk, especially about sex. I really, I really just want y'all to start talking to y'all partners about sex. I don't understand why this is a yeah. thing. Like you might be having this whole thing in your head, and meanwhile, she's telling her girls how happy she is because mm-hmm. she's so excited because what she's really focused on is very foreplay based. And you do that for more than three minutes, and she's like a very happy girl. <laughs> also. I just want to throw out there that most women cannot reach climax without foreplay. For most women, it is very clitoral base. And so, yes, focus on that. Build that skill up. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why are you guys are why you guys are focusing on size? There's a whole big portion of the female population that cannot reach total climax off of your member alone. Okay. So let me just start that out there. So saying that to say, yeah, it's, I don't think this is as big as an issue as you believe. Also, you're very young. You're 23 years old. And I think it's some of that is just because you're young, you might not have that much experience, and you might be with women who also don't have that much experience. And again, I get, I have found that girl, young girls, they are yelling things like, oh my gosh, and I want a 12 inch, blah, 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 all these things. And they've actually never had one. And it's okay. I guarantee at least 80% of them will, if they get that one, they're not going to want that again. Yeah. Okay. It takes, (laughs) right. It takes a special (laughs) type of trooper. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Ah, We're going to edit some of the parts of this question out. But But yeah, so I think especially the older you get, though, the older you get, I think the more you'll find that more and more women are like, you know, on average, that puts in effort, literally puts in effort. And it sounds like you're willing to put in the effort. I really feel like you, you are in a good place. Yeah, I was just like laughing because, no laughing, but poor baby probably took the iPhone out and was like, let me see how I'm sorry I had to say it, but I just like imagine like, bruh, poor baby, he is really, this is really Look, we are not a graphic um, <laughs> podcast, so I'm being very careful with my words, but there is whole men out here who pull women out of 
let me show you what my mouth can do for 30 minutes. Yeah. There are whole men out here that literally, that is their go-to line and it works 70% of the time, okay? Yeah, that's 10 times better than anything. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Look, honestly, I Googled iPhone 12. According to, to the Google, average is five, okay? The average is five and iPhone 12 is right in that range, okay? You you out here with what most people are working with, okay? And there are plenty of young women out here who are perfectly happy with that. Don't sweat it. I really would not sweat it at all. I don't think it's as big of a deal um, as you think it is. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, you got the next one. tell my mom I don't want to go on vacation with her. My mom is with a breakup from my stepdad and asked me to go on vacation with her. I moved out three years ago and she has been spending a lot more time with my younger brother but since the breakup my brother is more on the side of my stepdad and they experience some tension now. My boyfriend and I met at the beginning of COVID and have never been on a vacation yet, and I kind of want to spend my first vacation with him. Also, my mom is really bad, in a really bad state now, and since I've always battled with depression myself, I really don't want to go with her because I know it will bring me down mentally. How do I tell her in a non-hurtful way? Dang. (laughs) This is bad because it's probably bad, but I think I probably would still not go with her. If I want to go with my boyfriend first, I'm going to go with my boyfriend first. So I would have just explained that that's what I want to do, but I would still probably give her an option of going later, but that's not helping my mental if she brings me down. Um, But I still feel bad about my mom. It's just like a whole give and take, I guess. Cause I would feel bad about my mom being depressed. that's just me but you have to set your boundaries but maybe she could do something else going with her mom overnight maybe I don't know that's something as big and still go with her boyfriend and make that the priority to her mom like well mom me and him have never been on vacation we're getting serious I want to do this maybe we can do it overnight somewhere or maybe we can go later but I don't know if she does I don't honestly know if she wants to spend that time with her mom so time away in another place with her mom so she can also do something fun with her mom as well local here and there just to help her mom with her spirits if that's what she's okay with and just go on a trip with her boyfriend but I don't know if that's crossing her own boundaries so like that's setting boundaries for herself yeah I would and I actually feel bad about this one because I'm reading the comments of people who did reply to this and everybody is just like no you just go with your mom (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's that simple if you really feel like this is going to make you force. If you really feel like this is going to be absolutely horrible for me, stick to your boundaries. Stick to your boundaries. I am, um, I'm really big on parents having boundaries with their parents when it comes to their, with their children when it comes to their love life. Um, Parents in their love lives is fucked up my whole generation of people when it comes to how we are doing in love life and in marriages and all this stuff most of the people i know 
who have a fear of commitment in marriage. It's usually, usually their parents had a hell of a marriage. Uh, usually their parents did, weren't good with boundaries and they let the kids in on stuff they shouldn't have let the kids in on. Um, all types of stuff like that. And so like, I, when a person, for me, if a person's just like, yeah, no, I don't. If I, you think you're like, this is going to be bad for your mental health and she's going to want to talk about her relationship and all that stuff. I I agree with her. Like, if don't go. Um, and this is really seems like, mom, this really seems like the trip you yeah, take with one of your girlfriends. I am not your girlfriends. There seems to be this like weird line once adult when kids become adults that parents start wanting to have more of a friendship with them. And that I think that can be good because yes, I'm an adult. Please don't treat me like a child. But then there's like these weird, blurry areas where I think lines get crossed and boundaries aren't held up tight and for some people they're fine with that some people are perfectly fine talking to their parents about their love lives other people are not other people are like yo i don't want to no i don't please don't tell me what dad is doing to piss you off i'm fine i don't i don't need to hear from none of that and so like i personally if my mom was going through something deep like that and it was just going to be a like a vacation she's like i want to have fun cool but if it felt like oh i want to sit here and talk to you about the breakdown of my marriage no i i don't want to be involved in that i know that wouldn't be good for me i know that's going to trigger certain things for me and now i'm carrying your pain Plus now uh, you reopen some things for me that I now have to deal with. And so if that's, if it's one of those things where you're like, no, I really feel like this is going to trigger me into my own depressive episode, my own pain, my own whatever, um, stay strong with those boundaries and maybe suggest you take a girlfriend. And I think it can be perfectly fine to explain it to her that way and just saying like, hey mom, look, money's tight. I already have a trip plan with you know, blank, 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 my boyfriend, whoever. But, you know, I can come by more if you just want to hang out, you want someone to hang with, you want to know, why don't we just do a girls weekend at the house or we go to a spa or whatever. If mom, you maybe want to go to trip, mom, why don't you, uh, why don't you ask Aunt Betty? You know, I think, you know, when's the last time you guys had a girl trip? Why don't you ask, you know, your bestie from down the street? Why don't you ask Miss Maureen? Um, to help her still go on the trip yeah yeah I think parents have to be really really careful I think sometimes what I have seen happen a lot is that parents feel more comfortable when there's like a breakdown of a marriage especially talking to their kids about it because it's like well you you'll keep mommy's secrets and they don't realize how heavy that is on your kids and that can be really uh, triggering for your kids. I could be really damaging for your kids. I, I'm just personally a big believer. Don't involve the kids in what's going on in your marriage. Don't involve the kids in what's going on in your love life. I, yeah. You need to hold a boundary. Your kids don't need to know that he was cheating. Your kids don't need to know that. I think sometimes parents do that sort of thing and maybe it's out of anger, maybe it's out of frustration, maybe they want the other to know he's not the good guy or whatever is going on. Uh, all I'm saying is that I have seen that not work out well for the kid and they just continue to keep carrying that emotional burden their parents gave to them. Mm-hmm. And you should not be giving that to your kids. Talk to your girlfriends about that. Mm-hmm. Take you and your girls going to go a girl's trip about that or something. And if you don't have girlfriends, maybe this is time for you to now start focusing on your your own social life and investing in that. 
So yeah, my advice is I, if you really, I'm not an advocate for telling her she should just go anyway, feel guilted into that. I don't know about her, but when anybody guilts me into something, I end up having some resentment eventually. Mm-hmm. When I know I don't want to do something, I do it because I'm like, oh, was they really, yeah. Honestly, then I'll be, eh, you might be uncomfortable and make it not a good time anyways because you don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And she always talked about having some resentment or like some feelings of, oh, I know this is going to make my depression worse. I know this is going to trigger me. So my advice is don't do it. And the nice way of saying it is just, you know, hey, mom, I already have a trip planned and, you know, I, I don't have enough money to do both. We're really looking forward to this. We already have things planned out. But what I can do is and then plan give her another option of things y'all can do so it doesn't feel like you're putting her on the back burner you don't care what i can do though is come through next weekend why don't we have a girls weekend go to the spa what i can do is come over on thursdays and maybe me just sit and we kind of just talk about what we're going through or what i can't you know give her other options of things so you're not just saying no you're saying no but these are the things i am available for Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, Yeah. keeping your boundaries is really, really hard. I recently had to have a conversation with somebody who um, they tried to have a conversation with me about something that I had told them was very triggering for me that I did not want to discuss. And they started the conversation with, I mean, I know you said you don't like when I talk about this, but and they were about to start going into it. And I stopped them. I said, hey, no, like you said, I do not want to discuss this. (laughs) And when I said that to them, they had said to me, well, I don't know what I can talk to you about anymore. You make it difficult for me to talk to you about anything. You got all these rules about what we cannot and cannot talk about. And I replied, yeah, it's called boundaries. I now have boundaries and I'm sticking to them. And we were silent for the rest of the time. We were silent for the rest of the time. It was awkward. It was a bit hard for me. Were on the phone? Actually on the phone? No, we were in the car together. So... Oh. It was it was very hard because I had to drive with the, the rest of the ride quietly. Um, and it was hard for me and it hurt me and a part of me wanted to cave in, but I'm extremely happy that I did not I because talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm extremely happy that I did not cave in to talk about it because it would have triggered me. And it would have triggered me into some stuff that I'm still healing from. It would trigger me into some stuff that I know that I don't want to go back into. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. they would have just shifted energetically where they got to do all this talking and it might have made them feel better. But now I'm carrying this stuff that I did not actually carry. And now it's setting up this boundary for them to do it again. Because again, this is something that they already knew I did not want and they still try to cross that boundary. They even started the conversation with, I know you don't like when I do this. Mm-hmm. And so by me reinforcing okay. that boundary, yeah. Mm-hmm and you know we talked since then several times mm-hmm. <laughs> we've talked since this several times and there was another previous thing that was kind of related to the topic at hand and they approached me a lot better they approached me a lot better and they were like hey this thing is coming up this thing that's kind of related to this and I wanted to know and I was like yeah I'm so thankful you told me that the answer is no but thank you for bringing that up to me and they're like you know, they pouted a little and they got up and they're like, all right, and they left. But you know, it, each time I'm like, no, and I'm keeping that boundary. It's now setting for them what they can and what they will not do. And it's bringing, and it's bringing me peace. Yeah. 
So yeah, if you have that boundary, I'm team keep that. Yeah. So let me get to the last question. Hi everyone, I just found this webpage. I'm wondering if I could get some advice or insight. I'm a 19 year old male. I've never had a girlfriend. I never kissed a girl, nor have I had sex yet either. I am also kind of on the autistic spectrum and I have some sort of unusual tics of Asperger's. No ways taking things literally. I don't understand friendships, though I understand what a friend is, etc. I guess. I like to talk though, especially one-on-one conversations. I also kind of like intellectual confrontation. And I think that not copying or not having a girlfriend hasn't always been an issue for me. I was always away from life or something, always thinking, always reading and stuff. I also had have a difficult social economic situation. I am relatively poor, humble, I would say, but I'm doing well in college. I work hard and so I hope to have a decent life standard in the future. So having said that, I am sure that there's redundant information. So having said that, should I start to get about dating? I feel it's important to start relationships the sooner the better, but I have no idea why I feel like that. I also think that getting a girlfriend could also stop the increasing convergence of my mind towards porn and masturbation addiction. Also, I don't know the first thing about flirting. I don't even understand it. Thanks for reading or answering and giving some piece of advice. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so essentially... (laughs) 19 year old male and he's basically okay. saying that he is autistic and he hasn't had a relationship before and he gives us background on why he says I don't really understand friendship like I get what a friend is but I don't really understand like the whole social nuances with friends and he says I like talking I like having confrontations but I also like to have intellectual confrontations so he likes debating a lot mm-hmm. and he says I feel like it's time that I should have a girlfriend but I, he's like I don't know why I feel like it I just feel like I'm at this age I maybe I should start dating and you're asking so should I and if I should what should I do so with this one the first thing I want to say is date when you actually feel like that's what you want to do or you met somebody and you're like okay I really like them I would like to pursue them Dating because you feel like that's what everybody else is doing, and so you should too, is never a good idea. One of the things he brings up is that he um, watches a lot of porn and masturbates a lot, and he hopes that maybe if he dates, that will curb those things. <laughs> and I don't know how that will. You need to see something and want to. Yeah, the way that addiction works, um, <laughs> you have you, you dating doesn't. My under, from my understanding, from what I know about sexual addictions is that, yeah, being in a relationship doesn't necessarily stop those. It's still an addiction. If, you're, if it is an addiction indeed, then you have to stop that on yourself. Adding another person to that just complicates it. It doesn't stop it. Another person is not a band-aid for your inner turmoil. Whether that's, you know, porn addiction or that's all sorts of other issues like if you're dating a person to cure something inside of you you're dating you're doing it wrong and it's usually a spell for disaster somewhere along the lines because another person is not there to be a band-aid for our own inner turmoil Mm -hmm. so if you're saying like okay well maybe if i have sex i'll stop masturbating so much maybe 
But if we're saying like, okay, maybe I won't be addicted to porn. If you actually are a true addict, there have been lots of study of people with porn addictions. And these people are married. These are some people are married in happy marriages where they have frequent sex. It doesn't stop their addiction to porn, however, because the addiction, addiction is not logical. So it's not, okay, well, oh, I'm addicted to this because I'm not having sex. So if I have sex, I'll stop being addicted. Well, if you talk to a person who is addicted to other things, cigarettes, heroin, um, cocaine, whatever, you can also try to use that in those ways and it will make a lot more sense of it. Of like, okay, well, maybe I'll stop using coke um, if I was happy or if I was doing better, if I was succeeding, because I only use it because I feel like a failure. But then you look and go, oh, damn, some of the rosiest people in the world got coke addiction. So that ain't the cure. Like it's, it's some, it's, it's usually, it's deeper than that. Yeah. So my biggest thing is, um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to curb me that, but don't think that a girlfriend's going to solve that and don't yeah. Go into dating thinking if you doing it just because you think you have to. Like if you actually truly like, no, I want to. That's one thing. If you actually like, no, I met this girl and I really want to. That's another. Um, but doing it because you're like, I'm 19. I feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Not necessarily love. And he, yeah, he's just like, uh, I don't really have a desire, but I think I'm close to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't really have a desire, what it can just lead to is awkward, embarrassing, um, frustrating moments for you and another person who didn't ask for that. So that's my first thing. It's just see if it's, it's, it's really say, I think is it if you actually really want to date because it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you feel like you should, um, but you don't actually have the desire. And at that, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like when I was younger, I don't feel like I was like you know you know how like now we have to decide when we want to date and when we don't. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, just like oh this person likes me, maybe I kind of like them too. I don't know. I never had that like oh I want to date. I think it just literally just happened at those mm. ages am i wrong like now we're just like we have to decide like we're ready now um i feel like in the past when i wanted to i feel like in the past yeah because I, I think it might be though, but you did take breaks if, yeah yeah i definitely did breaks like i i didn't date when i didn't feel like dating. like yeah. i didn't yeah and i I did have one time, this is when I was in like high school, where I did meet a guy who was very, very like persistent that like we needed to be together. And I was like, ah, okay, because we were friends. He was a really sweet guy. And I think it was like around the time of one of the dances. And I was like, okay. And you know what happened? I broke up with him after three days because I realized I did not want to date. Like when he wanted to hold my hand, when he was calling me a lot, when he was doing that stuff, I was like, I did not want this. And it ruined our friendship. We were never friends again because I put to, I, I went into a situation knowing that I really, knowing that I wasn't, that's not what I wanted. Because I did that in middle school. I was like, with the guy for two days. And I told my friend, can you write him a little time? I got to middle school, so. And it was because I was like, I don't really want to be with him, but you just asked yeah yeah so you do you do now if you do decide that you are ready you're like okay now what you have to go and then talk to girls (laughs) that's it because you're 19 you definitely can get on dating apps be careful you all the you know 
read up on all the things you can do to keep yourself safe while dating. Right now, there's a thing going on where women, especially women who seem to be out of your league, are matching with you on sites and then immediately being like, why don't you come over? And then they are robbing them. Okay. I don't know if y'all men are knowing this, but they are in the red, y'all. So, <laughs> you know, be cautious of those type of things. Meet in public for coffee. If a woman seems very persistent to be like, yeah, no, come over. And she definitely seems out of your league. It's probably a scam. You probably should not do that. But, you know, you can definitely put on your dating apps. Actually, the last time I was on dating apps, I did come across a guy who put like, hey, I am autistic. And he was like, I'm just putting that out there in case you guys are like, hey, you seem to be taking everything literal. He's like, I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> like, I do take things literally. So you have to tell me things in literal form. Like, he put that on his profile very handsome dude everything like that and so like and i'm sure he's getting swipes like i'm sure he's getting people clicking there i i'm trying to tell y'all there is an instagram page i can't remember the name but it's a page about the weird weird things people have came across on dating apps and they just like screenshot conversations and they screenshot people's profile. I promise you, there's people out here putting way weirder things on. So, you know, if you are interested, y'all literally gotta open your mouths. Like y'all literally gotta open your mouths. That's 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 the biggest thing. And meet them in person. Like this is a thing. Like I know dating apps, social media has made it easy, but I personally I love I, I like when it's <laughs> Let me correct that because I was going to say I love being approached in person versus online, but also I have to already like you. <laughs> when you're not my type, you approach me online in person. I really wish you just did it online so I could reject you online. But when it's somebody who like I have classes with or work with or whatever, like I really prefer if you do it in person versus like DMing me. Or even if it's like if you have to, like you're like, no, I can't do it online. At least in the DM, be like, hey, you know, um, you want to study together? Can we meet for a meeting or whatever? And then in the meeting, you know, maybe in person, like, you know, let's grab lunch. I prefer the the actual like date approach to be in person versus online. I feel like it feels more sincere because women, we, we end up with all type of randos in our inboxes all the time. And you can kind of get jaded from that, you know? You can kind of just be like, uh, how many, how many other girls are you in boxes are you in? Like, so going back old school, which is, you know, talking in person, <laughs> it gives you a little bit of an edge. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think I agree with most of the stuff you said on that one. Just like making sure that you know that you're ready to date, uh, putting yourself out there to see if it's the time. Once you decide this is the time. Yeah, you can try dating apps, but be very truthful with your profile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree with most of the things you said. Yeah, so hopefully that works out for you. Other than that, that is all the questions that we have for this week. As always, guys, please make sure you share the podcast and you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. If you are listening from there, leave us a review with some words. Follow us on She Wolf Alchemy on Instagram. And other than that, Bye. Bye.